Content manager at So-Called Fantasy Experts and founder of FantasySixPack.net. Tonight, we will be talking to you a little bit about the start of the baseball season. It's been an exciting one so far. Um, And, you know, we'll get into some of the the more recent injuries and uh, the hot starts and uh, slow starts and all that kind of good stuff there. And, and uh, before we do that, let's uh, let's welcome the co-host on here. AJ, what's going on, man? Hey, man. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, just <clears throat> excited. Baseball is back, man. It's been a uh, it's been a long off season, as for sure. Indeed, it has been. Definitely glad it is back. Yeah, and the uh, O's won a walk-off fashion last night. I'm always happy to see that. So, yeah, wish we uh, wish we didn't have all those rain delays. We would have stayed and watched the actual walk-off in person. But you know, having a uh, six and a half months old and uh, crappy weather wasn't uh, wasn't working out that way. So. That's all right. Yes, yeah, that kind of sucks, man. I, I kind of I saw that you uh, you weren't gonna be that, that you weren't able to stay at the game because of the little one, obviously, and that's kind of a shame. But uh, yeah, I don't, eh. I just don't understand why they. I mean, I, I I understand why they did it the way they did it because it's opening day. They wanted to preserve the starters. They didn't want to send them out there and then have them pitch you know, two innings and then have a rain delay. But it it really wasn't raining during that first rain delay. I mean, there were a couple times where it was like spritzing and this and that. I mean, we got into the ballpark probably about, you know, 20, 25 minutes before the first pitch was scheduled to go out, uh, like just after three. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we wandered around and, got over to our seats finally and we were getting ready to to sit down and go into the, you know, in from the concourse to the seats. And it was like a madhouse. People were just rushing out in droves and we're like, what is going on? They're like, oh, it's going on to rain delay. Like, all right, fine. So we waited, you know, an hour and 40 minutes or so until the, the first pitch decided it was going to happen and we get out there and then it just starts pouring. So it was, was not the ideal situation. You know, they, they ended up taking the starters out anyways because of the way that they did it. So, you know, these things happen, you know, it's April, it's going to rain a lot and, uh, you know, games are going to be affected by it, not only in real life, but your fantasy games are going to be affected by it. Yeah, it kind of sucks because it was opening day, man, for you know a bunch of teams, and there was a few rain delays yesterday. So that was, eh, it's, I mean, this kind of sucks. Like you get that all, you know, you get that excitement for opening day, and then you're stuck having to wait another day for some of these teams to play. And you know, then like yesterday, you know, not a lot of people were starting Chris Tillman and Irvin Santana, but you know, if you were, and I know I did in one of my dynasty leagues, 
yeah. I mean, yeah, I got five strikeouts. That's cool. But, I mean, two innings pitch didn't do me a whole lot. So, kind of a, no, it, kind of a it shame. It really doesn't help. But, no, I don't I mean, know. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it was, um, you know, both pitches, both starting pitches looked really good for the two innings they were out there. I mean, it was a, it was a hard fought, you know, pitcher's duel early on. And then, um, you know, even even having them come in after that, you know, the, the, the guy that came in for the O's, uh, Wilson, I believe his name is, he was, you know, he was real good too. But, yeah, I mean, it's whatever. But uh, so you you get you uh, were you able to catch any of that national championship game last night? No, not really. Um, kind of disappointed. I didn't. I mean, we we turned it on, you know, right when we were getting ready to to head to bed. But you know, just like the Monday night football of old, you know, hey, let's start the game at nine thirty and uh, carry on and see, you know, who's actually still awake watching it. Uh, I, I don't understand why they have to feel the need to start that that late. Um, you know, start it at seven or seven thirty, uh, or even eight. I mean, but yeah, uh, and an hour or the uh, other way would do a lot of good. But yeah, you know. um, but no, I mean, I saw I saw some of the highlights this morning on uh, on Sports Center, and I mean, it looked like it, the second half was a was a hell of a game. Um, yeah, it was a phenomenal game. It was probably one of the best finals I have ever seen. Wow. Yeah, I mean, just just seeing the the last last second, you know, picking off and then see him, you know, tie it up with the one three and then hit the game winning three. I mean, it, it's just a storybook ending, really. So, you know, congrats to Nova. I mean, the hometown boys for me. I, I'll be the first to say I, I didn't give them a fighting chance at all in any of my brackets this year, and they sure as hell proved me wrong. And, uh, <laughs> I had them losing to Temple in the second round. <laughs> I I did too. I had them going out in every, oh every one of my brackets. All three of them, I think I had them going out to uh, either Temple or Iowa, depending on who I picked for that, that game. So Yeah, that was a... Bit of a mistake, but whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was a bad, bad call. <laughs> like I said before, we don't claim to be uh, college basketball experts, so <laughs> whatever. <Yeah. laughs> I have fun watching it. Yeah, man, but that was an awesome game. I was I was in there like doing something else at the same time, and I just kind of like stopped what I was doing the last four minutes and just was glued to the TV. And I just, I it was just captivating, man. It's, that's, I know it's like a cheesy word to use, but it's, it really was, man. It, it definitely grabbed my attention and kept it, which is shocking. Like this, I don't know. To me, this basketball season has been very boring, to say the least. College basketball. Yeah, I haven't really been like. There's no big stars. There was no like dominant team. You're like, oh, I need to go watch this one. This was kind of blah this year, and I mean, this game definitely was the best of the season. That I, I mean, I didn't watch a lot of it, but what I did, this is by far the best game I ever saw this season, and one of the best in a long time. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, it was there's so much parity with it this year that, you know, I, 
I wasn't at all surprised to see UNC be the only one seed to make it into the Final Four. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, granted, two number two seeds made it, both by taking out the number one seed. So, you know, it still ended up being mostly chalk for three of the four brackets. And, well, and even UVA got there, too, to the Elite Eight. So, yep. you know, all all four one seeds really played up to their billing as being the one seed. And, and I feel like even with the, the past few seasons where we've had crazy upsets and, and just not, you know, games that you just don't expect to happen the way they happen, um, it still ends up being the one seeds really are far and away the, the best four teams in the in the tournament. I mean, like I said, aside right. from this year with o- Oklahoma and, and Nova, probably had legitimate, well, Nova especially had a legitimate shot at being a one seed. Um, so, Until they... you know, obviously for them it worked out better that they weren't. Um, yeah. But, well, yeah, I mean, it was, they it was an interesting they season, in the sure. with the overall number one. So, but yeah, it's uh, it was it was pretty. They, they definitely surprised me. I think they they definitely surprised a lot of people, from what I can understand. You know, you've been from Philly, you know, one of them. So, congrats mm-hmm. to them, and uh, you know, definitely heart wrenching to the North Carolina fans. I know quite a few, and they did not want to talk to me today. <laughs> I wasn't going to yeah. even say anything. I just, they just didn't want to talk to anybody today, it seemed like. Yeah. No. I, 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 I feel, man, I've been there with Virginia Tech football, and you, you know, so have you. Those, those losses yeah. are big time. So. No, they definitely hurt. I mean, uh, and UNC is basketball, so. Yeah. I mean, congrats to them on a great season and, and getting to the game, but, you know, second place is still the first loser, so. Pretty much. So, anyway, man. Um, so we're still in this bigs draft. It's uh, forget exactly what it stands for, but yes, we are still drafting, folks. Uh, slow draft is well, to say the least. So anyway, uh, I'm fairly happy with my team. I do not have a short stop and I'm the last team to take a short stop in the entire league. So I'm just going to sit sit back and take one whenever. Uh it doesn't matter at this point. There's nobody good left. I don't care who I get. Um Yeah. So I, I did yeah, see I, one of the auto draft teams snag the guy I thought I was going to get, and that was Alexi Ramirez. So that's kind of pissed me off. That was the one thing I was worried about. I mentioned that, that to you a couple of days ago. I was like, the one thing I had yeah. to worry about are these auto draft teams making short stops by accident. And um, and it's exactly what happened. See, I don't, I I mean, I haven't set my, I think I did set it on auto draft at some point just to see what, you know, what happened, but I think it's supposed to take people from your queue if you have one, but maybe these people just don't have a queue set up. I guess it's just taking the best available player, but I still don't think Ramirez would have was the best. No, you're right. That, that's kind of a weird one. So, I like maybe I don't, he... Well, who's this guy's team? It's interesting. I Let me look think at, that... Does well, he not have a very good... Shortstop, but I don't 
think that anybody really he didn't because his other shortstop is Eugenio Suarez, oh, the guy Suarez. from Cincinnati. Yeah, I mean, he's not great. I guess maybe, I guess maybe he just wanted a backup. Whatever. I feel like you could have probably just well, let Whatever. Um, I don't really care. Like I said, I'll take Hechevarria, whatever his name is from Miami. I can't pronounce his last name. I like I just don't even care at this point. There's nobody good left for shortstop. I'll just figure out something later. I'll just pick up trash right now and figure something out. Um I'm not gonna I'm not gonna burn a good pick, you know, on on shortstop. But we are around nearing the end of seventeen. And yeah, finally on deck again. You're right. next. I know. Like usually I've we, we definitely slowed down. We we definitely slowed down because yeah, Wellington Castillo. I saw that. You're mad about that one, aren't you? Well, no, uh, I'm mad. I, I'm mad about that because a this guy's taking actually, way too long to make his picks, and he should have put his shit on auto pick a long time ago. Um, but it ticked down, and Wellington Castillo was his second catcher. But why on earth he wanted to take his second catcher, I have no idea. But uh, unless he really doesn't have that much faith in, in DNR, because I think that's his first catcher. Yeah, that's but kind I'm of odd. I wonder why he would do guy, that. The next guy did need a catcher, Auto-pick. and I was looking at Yachty. So now yeah, um, there's, there's some other uh, good ones left. Yeah, Derek I mean, I, I'm not too Montero worried about it. Nice. I mean, yeah. I. Yeah. I mean, it may, it makes you know what, though? I, I drafted Grandal, and he's not supposed to be back till next week. So, hey, at this yeah. rate, I'll get to use him when he gets back. <laughs> I thought well, I was exactly. going to have to I mean, pick up somebody. I'd be amazed him. if this draft finishes by Thursday. Uh, I, I mean, funny. we're averaging maybe two picks a day. I haven't picked yet today. You have yet to pick yet today? I have yet to pick yet today. Oh. Yeah, that's pretty sad. So I know it's pretty ridiculous. And now, and now the timer's at you know twelve hours. So who knows what will happen? I see Roy's trying to log in and log out, or log in. He keeps getting logged out. He must be on his phone, and it must not be working very well. So I'll give him a little credit. You can see in the little chat thing here on the bottom. Yeah, that he keeps bouncing in and bouncing out. But anyway, this is probably boring. Everybody trying to listen. So let's get to the show. Uh, We've spent. 15 minutes talking about absolutely nothing. So, <laughs> that was the season, 45 man. talking about a little bit of nothing. I know. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, start of the season, man, always exciting. But, you know, you, you get guys every year who come out of the gates super slow, playing really bad, and you know, owners panic and they, they panic hard. They go, Oh no, like this guy, he's not performing the way I thought he was going to. Should I drop him? He's, he's, he's over 10 to start the year. And this other guy that I've never even heard of has hit four home runs already in a week. Like, what do I do? Do I drop him to pick this guy up? Like, no, no, you're not. You're not dropping you know, the guy you drafted in the eighth round to pick up some free agent schmuck who is probably going to do absolutely nothing the rest of the year. Guys every single year get off to these complete hot starts 
and do absolutely nothing after that. Um, you know, maybe they'll have a month. Like, I, you know, I think of guys like Chris Calabello two years ago. An amazing first month of the season. Everybody was like, well, all right, maybe this guy is for real. Like, all right, I mean, I'll, I'll admit, even I bought in that year. Um, but it just it just completely imploded on him. And he, and he did absolutely nothing. In fact, I think he got called back, you know, he got sent back down to the minors at some point. But these guys, you're, you're not dropping them. You know, like, honestly, if, you know, like, I, I don't know, I'm just picking somebody on my team. If if Christian Yelich were to all of a sudden go, you know, one for 22 to start the season or something like that, Ooh. I'm still not dropping him. I'm not dropping him. You know, I'm I'm not going to drop him for a uh, – I'm just looking on our waiver wire to see who's hit home runs and who's who's out there. You know, I'm not going to drop him for Jake Lamb, who I do like, but I'm not dropping him for Jake Lamb. Do I think Kristen Yelich will ultimately have a better season than Jake Lamb at, in the end? Yes. You know, but – I'm not I'm not dropping him. I'm not dropping him for Jonathan VR who hit a home run yesterday. Like it's just not happening. I'm not going after these hot starts and dropping legit guys because I'm freaking out. And the, I think that there's too many people out there that do this. There's too many uneducated, unexperienced owners who do this. And you know, when I played, you know, if there happens to be somebody in my league still like this, I feast on it. This is the time of the year, this first month, when owners are going to freak out over these starts, you know, good starts or bad starts, and over-exaggerate them. This is the time of the year that you can really clean up off the waiver wire. I do it all the time. Um, I don't play in leagues much anymore where there's people that are like that. So I don't get to do as much, but you know, in, in the past, it's something that I did on the regular. Like I, I don't necessarily hawk the waiver wire as much anymore because I'm in leagues where people just, you know, all the good players are usually pretty much taken. So there's not a whole lot I can do, but you know, in years past, uh, I definitely went after it. So I will stop talking and let you chime in here. I got my got my piece in. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, uh, we'll, we'll obviously touch on a couple of guys that that had these poor outings um, that that need to be mentioned. Um, but I agree. I think it's I think it's a great time for the more fantasy savvy players or managers in leagues to just go out and go hunting for these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it depends on who is in your league. Just like you said, I mean, you're not going to, if you're in a league with a lot of solid owners and people that have been doing it for a long enough time, a, there's already going to be a depleted waiver wire. So, you know, depending on who they're going after, they're probably doing it for a reason or, or they're trying to stash somebody. It's not like they're going out and being like, Oh, this, this player is going to out pitch, you know, such and such. I'll, I'm going to go drop Granky and go pick up Bartolo Colon. Uh, you know, it's no, that is absolutely absurd. And 
if you're going to be out there doing it, then fine. I will gladly take Granky from you. Um, yeah, I mean, but, I'll be able to drop in Granky, but no. you know. But that's just like the extreme, the level of extreme that I'm I'm just trying to paint uh, on the picture here. But, um, but you know, you do have to look at some of these mid-range guys though too, because I, I fall victim to it, and and I. I always love playing the waiver wire game and trying to pick up the, the hot hand and seeing who's doing what and trying to make my team better as much as possible. But, you know, I know you've, you've bitched at me in the past about doing it and playing this, you know, matchup of a day and trying to get the most points in a given day or the most, you know, home run for a given day, and you're like, I, yeah, it's a season-long game. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's just it. If, if I don't have a, a good player at a good position, I'm punting the whole position altogether. I don't even care. I'd much rather roster a better player at, you know, a more more valid position than – try to have some joker in a, at shortstop or catcher that's not doing anything for me. Yes, the the odds are that at some point I'm going to need that position because it's not like I'm going to play five outfielders when I only have four roster, you know, outfielder spots or something like that. Um, so it's just stuff you got to watch out for. But, yeah, I mean, it's very easy to fall victim to it and, Especially when you're you're fighting to to get the season going. I mean, a, a lot of people's yeah. drafts have happened two weeks ago at this point, and you've just been sitting and staring at your team for two weeks. <laughs> and, okay, all right. When when can I go? Who who do I need to move? Who am I going to drop first? Who can I pick up? I know I've done it and talked to you yeah. about it with my my dynasty league. I've just like but for whatever reason. Fingers for sure. All I've been trying to do is just run trades in that league and and try to better my team. And I think overall I have. I, I potentially could have hurt my team with some of my trades during the draft. But, um, you know, I had such an abundance of pitching that I was okay giving up a guy like Garrett Cole um, for, for more draft picks. Uh, right. to try to get more depth at other positions. Um, and then I just traded, uh, you know, Odorizzi and and picked up Story on, on the back end. So I was real happy with that. Um, you know, he had two homers yesterday. So he's one of those guys yeah. that I'm like, oh, see, told you. He's a genius, right. you know, whatever. And it makes me look awesome. But he could go over over four or five tonight and – He's still sitting on, you know, okay, his two home runs from day one. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, I, I get it. It's hard, you know. It's hard to, you know, a couple of days into the season to look at somebody with a bunch of zeros across their names on your team, and you know, obviously you're not dropping like your superstars, but you know, if you're gonna drop those guys that you drafted in the middle, you know, you know, you look at those guys that you drafted in the middle of your draft and they got a bunch of zeros and then you're looking at somebody on the waiver wire who's batting 600 after the first week with two home runs and whatever else, 
it's it's hard not to pull the trigger. I get it. You know, I you just can't do it. You can't the way that I always explain it to people is you built your team with something in mind. You know, you built you you drafted the team because hopefully it gave you the home runs that you needed, the RBI you needed, the batting average you needed, the stolen bases you needed, the runs you needed to get you, you know, everything else. You built your team to be as balanced and as good in, or maybe not balanced, but you built your team a certain way to win. If you, after two days, start breaking that up because somebody else is the hot commodity off the waiver wire, then you're going to ultimately hurt yourself because you're breaking apart that, that formula that you had in your head during your draft. Um, now, sometimes will work out, of course. There are cases where absolutely you pick up the guy off the waiver wire. It's better. You know? And also, you know, you know, this is depending on the size of the league. There's probably guys in every league that are available that are going to be you know, not guys that I would typically think are available. And they are so fine. Make that swap. I get it. But you can't you can't drop them in like your normal twelve team league for the guys that are on the waiver wire right now. Most of the guys on the waiver wire in a twelve team league with four to five outfielders, corner infielders, middle infielders, you know, five six bench spots, they're not very good players. There's a reason why they weren't drafted. Mm-hmm. Leave them leave them there. Um, now we will talk about. And, and we'll get into this now. We'll talk about some guys that maybe were drafted at the end of the draft that maybe you have to, you know, or something happened to them. News has changed. Situations have changed for this player. That's a different story. If situations have changed, their playing time isn't going to be what you thought it was. They've gotten injured randomly. Uh, you know, something like that. If that has happened, then go for it. You need to make a move. You need to go do something because that player isn't what you thought he was going to be. So you have to adjust. Um, The first guy that I want to talk about is we're going to get into a bunch of closer news here is Luke Gregerson was announced like the day, the first day of the season, he was announced as the closer. I think everybody all season, all off season, just about everybody thought that this job was going to be Ken Giles. I think you were probably one of the only people I know that thought it was going to start with Gregerson and maybe possibly at some point switch to Giles. I thought it was going to be the opposite. No, Um, I I mean, Giles was lights out when he got, finally got the opportunity towards the end of last year for Philly. And, uh, you know, I, I, I thought he was, electric and loved watching him pitch for Philly. And, and, you know, I was sad to see him go since he was so young and and talented, but Mm -hmm. I really liked the return that they got for him and that deal. Yeah. They got a lot. uh, Like they, they needed to do that and they finally did. And, you know, I, I was sad to see Cole Hamels go, but I loved seeing the return that we got for him. I mean, he was our biggest trade Piece, but you know that's 
that's not where we're going with this, but yeah, I there's no reason that Gregerson shouldn't have had the job. Yes, Giles had some experience closing, very small sample size, and closers is such a volatile position as it is that you know it's always changing. You're always going to find the next closer throughout the middle of the year because guys just get burned out on it. They don't have that closer mentality, if you will. And you see it all the time where when you put a closer in a non-closing situation, they look like crap and they just, they don't perform. Um, But Gregerson hadn't, he he really hasn't done anything to not get that position to start the year. Um, yeah, you know, just because I agree. you bring in another bullpen arm to you know to to just further strengthen your bullpen, um, you know, look what the Yankees did. They they brought Chapman in when they had Miller and Batantis already there, both very capable closers. Again, smaller sample sizes for what you know what they did as far as closing, but they showed that they could succeed. And then they went out and got who I think is the best closer in the game. Um, so, you know, you got three guys. You could put any one of them. You can play matchups if you want to with closing, or you can just let it ride and, and you know, see who does what. Yeah, I mean it it's I mean it, look, we've seen the we've seen the Royals do it. Obviously having a strong bullpen is is what works now. So that's 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 a big move for them to get Giles. It just surprised me what they gave up to not have him be the closer. And so since Gregerson got it, I mean it was a big I mean a lot of people were drafting Giles ahead of Gregerson. I know that that I randomly took Gregerson in, in our league that has saves and holds. Um, thinking I was going to get a bunch of holds, and now I'm going to get the saves. In fact, I got one today. Um, you know, Giles, yeah. I think, ended up getting the hold too, but he did allow a home run to Didi Gregorius, of all people. Uh, so that was, yikes, not very good. He, yeah, um, he did get a hold, and Gregerson got the save. Um, Keiko got the win. And Batanza, as just mentioned, took the loss. Yeah, Batances did not play, did not oh. pitch very well today apparently. But you know, so anyway, I mean big that's that I mean that's pretty big news there. That, you know, Gregson got you know, ended up taking the closer role. Um and that and you know, that's for a good team. Now we've got a couple couple situations that aren't on very good teams, and one being the Phillies, um coincidence enough. And David Hernandez, this was always kind of up in the air, but I think a lot of people thought this was going to be David Hernandez's job. Um, he was the one being drafted uh, of anybody from the Phillies bullpen, if at all, in any leagues. And he completely melted down yesterday. And it was in the eighth inning. So it wasn't even the ninth inning. So that kind of tells you right there that maybe the manager did not think it was going to be David Hernandez to close and it's going to be, and you need to help me with this name. Do you know how to pronounce this name? Cause I'm terrible at it. Um, yes, it is. <laughs> uh, no I'm just trying to scroll back to, to see. 
I think it's Dallier. Uh, he knows, he knows Yosa. Yeah. That guy uh, <laughs> is going to be the closer, de facto closer, it looks like. I mean, but, like, I don't even know. Is this a sure thing? I mean, what have you been hearing from the Phillies? Like, you probably follow them more than I well, do. If, is yeah, this a I mean, sure just thing? looking – just looking, I don't know if I'd call it a sure thing. I, I don't think anything is a sure thing in their back end right now. But, um, you know, Pete McCannon said that, that uh, Hino Yosa would have gotten a save opportunity or the opportunity to close last night had it been there yesterday. But Hernandez took that away real quick. And, uh, you know, that, that didn't even give him the chance. But, you know, even in the preseason, two weeks ago, it was Andrew Bailey who was the guy, and he was looking real strong. And, you know, another younger – well, he's not as young now, but he, he's younger than than Fernandez, I believe, and somewhat proven closer in the past, but injuries derailed him. And mm-hmm. he had a one bad game in spring training – or no, I'm sorry, two bad games where he gave up, I believe, four runs total between the two games, and then it was like, all right, well, we're going back to Hernandez. And, and this guy kind of just on the outskirts, like he's going to be an option to, to fill in, but we're not sure. I mean, this is this is a bulletin that just has a plethora of, like, retread closers um, that, that they've racked up between – Hernandez has bounced around, um, you know, and, and done some closing in Arizona. Uh, you've got uh, James Russell, who used to be uh, in the Cubs bullpen. I think he's closed a, a few games here and there. Um, the other guy I was thinking of, uh, Ernesto Frieri was, was another guy that they had picked up at some point. I'm not sure if he's still with them or not. Um, yeah, I mean, I think all these guys are. I think it's – the fact of what it comes down to is you just need to stay away from this bullpen situation at all costs. It's going to be a miserable situation to keep track of yeah. all year. It just – none of these guys – I'd be very surprised if any of these guys wind up being, you know, even top 25 closers at the end of the year in fantasy baseball. It's just none of these guys seem like they're going to really be able to take control of the job and run with it. And, I mean, I know the whole saying of even bad teams can have a good closer on it. Yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the Phillies really aren't going to win very many games. So, like, I, you know, and the ones that they do win, they're probably going to win pretty close. But, yeah. You do you really want to deal with a, t- a closer on a bad team, or like even a, even worse, a bad closer on a bad team? Like that's not, that's, that's a really yeah, terrible, that's a, that's a really terrible <laughs> uh, formula uh, there. But, so yeah, I mean, and and just to go back to what we were talking about earlier, I've already dropped David Hernandez in our our league because and that's probably blew off. Yeah, like that's a move to me that makes sense because, yes, he blew up. Yes, it's a knee-jerk reaction, but 
when the notes are saying, you know, the other guy was going to close to begin with, you know, he still could have some value in in our saves holds type league. But if he's going to be coughing up the ball like that, he doesn't have the value and he's not worth roster. So, you mm-hmm. know, I'm okay making the move. Yeah, and that's that's exactly like I'm glad you said that. That is exactly what I was going to. Um, what exactly what I was going to say is that is the move that you can make. Drop your the guys that you drafted really late, and the guys that have possibly lost their jobs. Um, yeah, those are the guys you drop. Uh, and so yeah, you made the right move there. So it's. You know, and 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 a, another guy that you know you can safely drop here is going to be Jason Grilly. Um, he blew the save yesterday, uh, pretty pretty bad blown save. He didn't have a strong hold on the job to begin with, and now it looks like it's going to be uh, Viscaino in there and. You know he's gonna probably be be the closer. Everything's kind of pointing his way. So, um, you know he he's yeah. the guy that you need to switch out for. So, and and that's why I grabbed this Cajeno with my last draft pick when it finally clicked over yeah. to me. Saw that. I, I mean because I I only had one closer and and I kind of I think I had him on my queue at some point earlier on because I have him in a couple of my other leagues. Um, you know, I had him last year in those leagues and, and I loved what he did. You know, he, he came on towards the end and proved that he could handle the job. So, you know, he was, he was a good, good ad. And to get him this late when there's absolutely jack squat for potential guaranteed closers. Yeah. I'll take that all day. So I was, yeah, I would take him over there. I would take him over the Phillies, anybody from the Phillies in our beat. So that's that's a pretty good pickup there. I saw you got him just a second ago. Yeah. So that's a good one. So on the other side of the pitchers, the starters here, uh, we've had some interesting starts to the year to some pretty big-name pitchers. Um, Sonny Gray was scratched yesterday due to food poisoning. Um I mean that's not going to be anything that's going to put him on the DL or nothing, but you know, kind of a kind of a shame for for owners. Oh, I'm trying to think, would he have gotten? He would have gotten two starts this week if he had pitched yesterday. Yeah. So now he's only going to get the one. So that's that's what hurts. Those of you in weekly leagues that put him in over somebody else because he was going to get two. Um, that you know that, that kind of hurts. So I mean, nothing to really worry about. He'll bounce back. Um, but he didn't. He wasn't able to pitch tonight. He'll pitch tomorrow instead. They gave him one day to kind of recuperate. Um, Matt Garza. He was scratched from his first start due to shoulder tightness, and actually, I think I read he was sent to the DL. Um, so that's that's not good for him. Uh, I'm not really sure how much how owned he is. I kind of doubt he's very highly owned in in a lot of leagues. 
Um, yeah. No, I mean, he's, according uh, to ESPN, <laughs> 0.6. Yeah. So not, so, not that it's terribly, but, you know, it's a well-known name. It's, it's, it's just somebody I kind of wanted to say, like, you know, this is what happens. So yeah. he's a scratch, and he's, he's now on the DL. He's expected to miss four to six weeks with a lat, lat strain, yeah. I'm guessing, or something like that. It just says lat. Um, yeah, it says lat strain on on the ESPN, well, Roto-Wire, but they're not oh, saying it? the four to six. Yeah, he's, he oh, is on the DL now. So nope. um Looks like the, the Brewers have recalled Tyler Cravey, uh, Crabby yeah, not... from Triple A, and um, Taylor uh, Jungman is going to be pushed up from his anticipated start. Uh, I think Thursday to tomorrow, um, yeah. which doesn't really help him. He, I mean, he's only owned in four point one percent, but he's got you know he'll end up closing out the series against San Fran instead of. <laughs> Instead of having to face, uh, um, who do I have here? Uh, Houston. So it's a, it's a brutal, oh, brutal, brutal start there. Seven games for uh, for Milwaukee, but no, no. Which team would you rather face, San Fran or Houston? I think it's probably San Fran, even though they put a twelve spot on so. the first game. <laughs> Gosh, that's a brutal. Yeah, start, but man. the game, you know, the game is in San Fran, I believe. No, it is. Yeah. Milwaukee. Never mind. Take that back. Oh, is it? So, yeah, they are. They're playing in Milwaukee. San Fran's only at two to one right now in the middle of the fourth, but they did their back to back to back homers uh, in the late innings last night. Anyway, so we'll see. See what that. Uh, what happens with them? Yeah. So on to guys who aren't necessarily hurt, but apparently both of these guys had the. Flew and pitched anyway. Uh, Madison Bumgarner in that Milwaukee game got the win, but he wasn't terribly sharp. And maybe it's because of the flu. I don't really know. But he pitched five innings, gave up five hits and five walks. So you know, a whip a two there. That's not that's not anything that you're looking for from him. Three earned runs and only five innings pitched. That's not great either. Um, he just he just didn't look like the Madison Bumgarner you're expecting to see. Um, you know, this is one of those guys that obviously you're not dropping, but it's something to keep an eye on because he's kind of struggled in the spring as well. So it's you know it's, it's one of those things where maybe if he has a couple of, you know, if he struggles a bunch and then has a couple of good outings, maybe it's, maybe you want to think about moving him because maybe there is an injury that we don't know about uh, because of the struggles in the spring. And if, you know, if he does struggle a bunch here in the, in the beginning of the season, but I'm definitely not dropping him. Like he's, he's too good to, to drop. No, I mean, if anything, you know, you may want to see how he rebounds, which is going to be kind of a tough task. Um, this Saturday, you know, hopefully he's over his flu, but he'll be matching up against, you know, Clayton Kershaw, who looked all of midseason form on opening day. And, uh, you know, LA's offense had a huge outburst, just like San Fran's did. Um, so, you know, luckily because of that, Bumgarner still notched the, the win. Um, but, 
it just was not a good game for him at all. Yeah. And then um, just down the road, or the same division at least, Zach Greinke had a really rough day against the Dodgers. Um, seven earned runs and four innings, nine hits, just one walk. So that was pretty good. Um, he looked awful. Um, and apparently it came out after the fact that he had the flu also. I, I don't know. I mean, just, I, I kind of was down on Granky a little bit this year. I didn't think he was going to repeat last year. I didn't think he was going to be this bad. I don't think he'll be this bad. Um, but, you know, for those of you who – we're thinking he was going to repeat last year's number. I think this is proof right here that that's just not going to happen in the, in that Arizona ballpark. Yeah, I, I definitely was also down on Granky this year. I've been down on him for a couple of years, honestly. Um, and, you know, he, he had a great year last year. He really, really pitched well. Um, but, I just don't, you know, I, I don't know if I trust him fully because I've been burned in the past by him, so he's kind of on my list of, you know, guys I don't really want to draft in general, but the move to Arizona definitely put put him higher on that list of no thanks for me. So, you know, I, I think he'll rebound. I still think he's going to have a, a good year. I just don't see his ERA staying where it was last year. Um, and, you know, not in that ballpark. I, I just feel like he's going to fall victim to, to more home runs and, and more runs in general. So, Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, the Dodgers ballpark is definitely a pitcher's ballpark compared to Arizona. So, you know, it was it was easy to see why, you know, you would think he would have a, a down – a down start to the year here, or down year in general. So, you know, those, those are some of the guys that have, you know, those are the pitchers that are, are kind of, you know, having rough starts to the year. Nothing, nothing that I'm, I'm doing anything about right now uh, and probably will never ever do anything about right now, <laughs> uh, you know, or for the season at all, you know, Granky and Bob Garner and Sonny Gray, like those aren't guys that I'm, doing any that I'm dropping or doing anything with unless maybe trading. Um, they're just, they're just too good. But some, some guys that are off the fast starts that, you know, pretty, pretty notable, you know, to, to mention here, the first one, and you mentioned, or you mentioned him earlier because you traded for him, your boy, Trevor story. Uh, two home runs yesterday, man, his debut. They were they were they were shots. Uh, you know, he he was one of the ones that they got to got to Granky there twice. So, um, you know, maybe maybe it was just he caught Granky on a bad day because of the flu. But still, man, he took he took Granky twice. That's that's pretty impressive. I, I, you know, hats off to him there. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing to hit two homers off a guy in a season, especially somebody that's, you know, got the track record that Granky does, but to do it in one game and it being your first major league game, that's impressive. Um, and, and, you know, I feel like that's the kind of hype that this guy has been getting. Um, you know, there, there is still some 
drop off that he's had, you know, in the minors and stuff throughout the various levels. But I mean, he showed he's for real yesterday, and if if that trend continues, I, I don't think Colorado's worried at all about whatever happens to Reyes because it sounds like they've got you know Tulo 2.0 in, in the makings right here. Um, yeah, you know, it looks like it. It's a nice little uh, story, if you will. Ha <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so one of the other I guys. Was actually, what? I was actually going to tell you to try to find a, a YouTube clip of the beginning of, of the Brady Bunch to talk about him and change it from here's the story. Oh, jeez. Trevor. <laughs> but if, yeah, if, I if I was that good with audio editing, I would have done a lot of stuff like that, but I'm not, so we won't go there. So one of the other guys who has who probably had like the best game the best day uh yesterday, uh Denard Span, man, two for five, a home run. <laughs> Never his home runs. Five RBI and two runs against the Brewers. I mean, I think a lot of people are gonna just destroy the Brewers all year long. But to see Denard Span of all people to have an out offensive outburst like that is pretty surprising. Um you know I'm pretty sure he was drafted in most leagues. Uh, you know, he, he's one of those guys that I'd probably go get if he, if he was available. And, you know, at least for your bench. I mean, he has 73% of leagues. I just I – mean, he's probably not available in, in your league. Anybody who's listening to this probably he he's taken. Uh, but, you know, he's one of those guys that I'd probably make room for if for some reason he's available because I think he's going to have a good season in San Fran. It is an even year. They this giant win the World Series every even year. Uh, so, who knows what's going to happen with them? And you know, kind of maybe not big news, but kind of something interesting. I, I kind of want to keep an eye on this guy, but Robinson Cano. He's continuing his hot spring. He hit what seven home runs in the spring, and his second half last year was unbelievable. He batted like 330, hit 15 home runs. So maybe whatever was actually bothering him in the beginning of last season and even the season before really did go away. And we're seeing it unfold in front of us that Robinson Cano is, is back. Like, do you actually – what do you think here, man? Like, do you think he's – we're seeing the old Robinson Cano? I mean, let's not jump to conclusions here. <laughs> It's one day, but for for this year. But, yeah, it, it has been kind of coming along since last year. So, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I'm, he's another guy that I've never really been all that interested in because of the past few years being down years for him. So I almost feel like I'm good letting him – Go and I, I, I kind of want to see more, but if he starts turning it on and keeps this up, I, I might be looking to go after him in a trade sooner than later before his, his value is too high because then the owner is not going to give him up for anything and expect the world back in return. So 
I mean, see how he handles this first couple of weeks, maybe, and and then think about reaching out for him. Uh, I mean, he's still relatively young, so he's not going to, you know, depending on, you know, your league, if you're looking at keeper leagues or whatever, but mm-hmm. he's a consistent guy, so he's going to help you in in any type of league um, that, that you're playing in, Roto, Cats Leagues, whatever. So he's, he's going to be there, but, you know, depending on... I don't know, man. He, I I owned him last year in in one league in the beginning of the season and it was awful. Like I was desperately trying to move him and I'm glad I wasn't able to and oh, yeah. he just, he lit the world on fire the second half of the season and it was it was awesome. But I you know, I don't I don't know. Like it's it's hard to say cuz he's he's had a year, the last two years, a year and a half of it wasn't very good. Um, and now he's had one half of a good year and a good spring. Yeah. I mean, maybe, well, you know, yeah, a lot of yeah. a lot of people were kind of in on him. I wasn't. I agree. You know, I'm with you. I wasn't really all in on him. I just kind of was burned by him last year. Even though he finished hot, um, I think overall his numbers hurt me. And Yeah. I just I don't want to go back to that well again right now. I mean he's he's still a career three oh seven hitter. He's got oh, yeah. forty home runs, nearly a thousand RBIs. You know, he's been in the league for eleven years and he's thirty three, so he's he's definitely on the downside of his career. Mm-hmm. But starting eleven years ago though, I didn't realize that until I just pulled it up that he's been in the league for eleven years. And, you know, the move to, to Seattle is what kind of really soured me on him because it's just not a great hitter's ballpark. It's a pitcher's park. So I felt like that was going to sap his numbers a little bit, and, and it did. But, I mean, like I said, if he can rebound and kind of show that that he's coming back around, he might be worth trying to target and buying buying a little low on if you can, if if he, even if he somehow manages to, you know, kind of have a couple of hot games, but then fall flat, you might be in mm-hmm. your position last year where you're trying to get rid of the guy, and then whoever picks him up could get him for for pennies on the dollar, and and then reap the benefits in the second half. You know, assuming he turns it back on again. But you know he's over two tonight, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what though, man. It's just kind of random comment here. I'm watching the uh, Tigers Marlins game. Verlander's huh. dealing, man. He, uh, I know he had a he had a no hitter through at least four, but at least got broken up. He's no, it's still no hitter. No, no, no. Um, D. Gordon just hit a triple. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm so, behind no. on my uh, game <laughs> Oh, you're tag. watching the stat tracker or something, yeah. Yeah. Uh, D. Gordon Thanks. just laid yeah, out sorry. a triple. God, that dude's All fast. Right. Didn't help that the uh, the right fielder, your boy J.D., bobbled the ball in the outfield. Oh, uh, yeah, he had an error. <laughs> so it was a double. It's only, it's only a double for Gordon, and then he got the third on the error mm. by J.D., 
Your boy, yeah, JD. My other boy, Wei and Chen, is not looking oh, good in this game at all. all. Yeah, I've got, I've got, I've got Chen in a couple leagues here. It's not looking good. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think me. it's time to drop him. I mean, this this start is just, <laughs> yeah. it's, you know, five innings pitched. You can't even make it into the sixth without giving up nine hits and five earned, only striking out three. Drop city population Chen. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> pick him up. I'll pick him up. For Denard Span. <laughs> <laughs> no. Come on. <laughs> no. But, I mean, this, you know, this is a perfect example. They've got all these interleague games in the first, in this first weekend, which I think is kind of silly. Like, I don't like the fact that they're opening. I, I don't like it. And, uh,. I, I like the the Kansas City Mets matchup because of the World Series last year. I like that idea. Like football has their, you know, repeat of oh, of the Super Verlander. Bowl. He just gave up his first run. So let's let's see here. Well, it won't count actually because of the air, but yeah. Uh, um, but you know, you you have those matchups, and it's not necessarily a rematch of the Super Bowl. I take now, let me rephrase that, but, you know, New England, the Super Bowl winner plays that first game now on, on the Wednesday night or whatever. So football is kind of bringing in, hey, our, our champion deserves the right to start and have the only game and, you know, be completely showcased. So I like that idea with with baseball and the Mets and the, you know, and the Royals series. But every other series almost there's so many other you know interleague games going on right now so it's definitely yeah. a different I just don't like feel. it like let the let these players get into their groove you know and start the season like they're used to starting you know in their in their in their leagues you know AL NL whatever and then to start off with Detroit versus Miami like a who cares Detroit versus Miami, like what it, does that have to do with anything? But it's yeah, it's like a gimme game or gimme series for Detroit, and and like you know these other teams like well they're they're both out. So I'm trying to look to see who the other matchups are that are interleague this week. That's really the New York and Kansas City, and them are the only two I'm seeing. Is it? I mean, I guess, I guess, I mean, they had to do at least one other one if they did. I can't. Oh, Chicago, Chicago and, and uh, the angels is the other one. But again, like Chicago picked to win the world series this year. The angels really not even picked to be better than third in, in the AL West this year. Um, Right. You know, it's, it's, Pretty much everybody I've been hearing is Texas and Houston are the are the team. So, who cares? Um, you know, Chicago should play Miami and, and give them the gimme series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not really fond of it. But so, quick touch on some injuries here that um, you know I think are important to to touch on. AJ Pollock. You know, we talked about him last week, possibly 
you know, he's starting, possibly starting the season on the DL. Well, looked like he was going to be coming real close to starting the season on time. And then he goes and injures his elbow enough to where he has to get surgery on it. So up comes, I'm guessing it's Socrates Brito or Brito or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think he's the pickup if you're really desperate for somebody in your league and you owned Pollock. Uh, just keep in mind that he's probably going to sit against lefties, and it looks like Chris Owings is going to play a bunch of center field in his place also, so he may not be full-time. Um, you know, if you're just kind of looking to find somebody who could potentially take over that role, it's it's Brito, but... I know. I, I thought about picking him up in a couple of leagues and didn't, and he ended up did he ended up uh, getting picked up in those leagues. But I kind of am not really worried about the fact that I lost him because because of the playing time situation. I'm just not really confident with it right now. Yeah, and then, I, think, uh, I think he's definitely the guy to look at. But get bombed by somebody. That split. That had uh, to be Stanton. Yes. <laughs> there we go. Stanton. Bomb. Nice shot. Oh, so much for Verlander. I put the uh, I put the hex on him. Great. Oh God. Three runs later. <laughs> get get my Jobu out. Yeah, but are these all? They're all unearned <laughs> runs, though, right? No, they shouldn't be. Gordon doubled. Suzuki fouled out, and then Gordon. No, so the Gordon one. The Gordon one will be unearned. The rest of them will be earned, I think. Would be. I think. Because yeah, because there's only one out. Yeah, because even the even the JD Martinez bobble, it wouldn't have been an out. It would have been a double. So like that, it's not like he would have been out of the inning any earlier. Yeah. You know what I mean, so I think I think it's fine. Um, anyway, moving on here. Let's 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 wrap things up here. Um, yeah, Monty Grandal, I mentioned him earlier. He's on the DL start of the year. They're saying April 12th is when he'll return. So, you know, I wouldn't go crazy and drop him, you know, just kind of find somebody to, to fill the spot for him for now. Um, maybe not huge news, but Tommy Pham was injured for the Cardinals. And, and uh, you know he he was he was in line to get a bunch of playing time in that outfield for for the Cardinals you know backup outfielder, and turns out they actually called back up Aldemis Diaz, uh, our boy actually I guess you can call yeah. him because we were called out about him, and he got the start tonight. I don't know how he's doing, but I actually want to look that up now now that I'm thinking about it. But he um, yeah he did he did get the start tonight. And he has gone one for three with a run, so not too bad, not too bad at all. And yeah, he's, um, he's already out of the game, though. Yeah, it, what you know, something else I do want to mention, not injury related, but the Cardinals decided not to play Colton Wong tonight. Like they didn't start him at least, but you know it's National League, yeah. so there's a lot of shifting and moving around. So Colton Wong got in the game, but. That concerns me. I drafted Wong everywhere. He is on every single one of my teams as my only second baseman. So I'm completely screwed if he's in a platoon situation. 
which surprises me. It's like, who in the hell are you playing above Colton Wong on this team? Jed Giorko? Like, come on. Yeah, that's, that's, he started for him because he's now short. So they, they must home, have done he, a double did, switch to bring he did, he, Segrist in. He did get a home run. So <laughs> talking smack yeah, about him. Oh, yeah. yeah, but I mean, uh, I, the guy's total trash. I mean, there's no reason to sit to sit Wong at this point. But anyway, the uh, the last injury that that I'm aware of, probably more major, is Ben Revere. Uh, I forget. I, why didn't I write down the injury? I usually do. Uh, he he has an in, he is injured and. I think he's going to be out for a little while. Not not a whole lot, lot of time, but um, I didn't do my research. I started doing a day-to-day with a tweaked rib cage. So right now, Michael Taylor is going to get get some playing time. I like Michael Taylor a lot. Um, you know, I kind of you know I kind of think that you know you've got Ben Revere, who's I think has had injury problems in the past, and of course you got Jason Worth out there that we know three issues. So I think Michael Taylor can be a, a, a serious player here in fantasy baseball. They just got to find the right time for him to actually get on the field. So there's that. And um, that's yeah, all one, I've one got. other thing I wanted to mention to, to pull out for the uh, Tommy Pham injury is that, uh, and, and even in spring training, the bigger thing to take away with this is Matt Holliday has been getting some time at first base. Um, and he originally started at first yesterday, but then they shifted him back to the outfield uh, when when Pham got injured and brought Matt Adams in to, to cover first. Um, right, yeah. No, no, that's, that's so a good that, point. That's potentially something to keep an eye on, too. Tonight, Brandon Moss got to start at first. Um, you know, he's another guy that can platoon in the outfield and at first. So... You know, I I wouldn't be surprised, depending on on this injury and you know how long he's going to be out. Regardless, I think Holiday's still going to be able to to get some some time at first, and that's going to be the plan because Matt Adams has not really been worth anything. So, no, you know, if they I can agree. if they can agree. if they can keep Holiday in the lineup, and then you know I like Brandon Moss better than Adams personally. So if he can get in there, then you know, that, that's a nice little fill-in. Um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, everybody knew that that was going to be a platoon situation with with Moss and, and Adams. And then Holiday kind of became a, a late spring kind of possibility there. So that was that was always an interesting situation there. And I yeah. was kind of was staying away from that first base spot. But, yeah, I mean, if Holiday can get first base eligibility, I, I, well, it doesn't really help him. I guess it kind I think of it does. does. I mean, this is not always fine. I was buying him up on the big but... league, but I didn't want to reach too far on him. I... Yeah, I'm kind of worried about But Yeah, especially with, with weekly lineups like we have in this league. Oh, I wasn't yeah. trying to go after guys that are going to, you know, be in platoon situations. I'm trying to find guys that are going to get playing time, uh, you know, five, six days of the week, you know, maybe they get an yeah. off day here or there, but you know, I, I want guys that I'm not going to have to worry about sitting against the lefties. And if they, for some weird reason, p- face four lefties that day I'm, or that week, I'm just screwed. 
yep. so I, I don't I don't want to get into that situation, but um, yeah. So that's all I've got for today. Um, you want to add anything else or? Uh, no, I'll just keep keep your ears open for a, a fun little segment we're going to start next week. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll just yeah, we're going to start introducing some new stuff here, but we didn't we didn't uh, we didn't have time this week, unfortunately. So next week we'll we're going to start introducing a new segment. We'll hopefully get some feedback on it and see how see how people like it. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll add some new things as the season goes on because it is a long baseball season. If we do the same thing every week, I have a feeling nobody will listen to us. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, no, with this segment, the, you know, the first one I, I'm thinking of, I, I want to, uh, you know, get get people's input, too, on what they want me to talk about. We'll, we'll leave it at that. And, uh, you know, you can yep. tweet me at, at Apple Garth Algar spelled like the Wayne's World character and his uh, first and last name. Um, send me some tweets, and uh, you know, after next week, we'll 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 get more in, into it and let everybody uh, see what they want to do. Yeah, absolutely, man. All right, well, uh, that is all we've got for the for the show tonight. Thanks for listening, and see you all next week. All right, sounds good. Good night.